0: to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode.
1: And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The podcast where geeks drink a beverage or two, discuss a geek topic of the week, and have some fun. Yes. All right, my name is Matt. My name's Adam. And before we jump into this week's discussion, Adam, let's start off by telling you where to find us. So you can like, subscribe, comment, and review on all major social podcast or social media platforms and at, podcast platforms. Yeah, <laughs> at Geek Drink Pod, we uh we like to post weekly updates on our topic. We start discussions on geekly culture events. We are a smidgen behind this week, but that is all on me. That's so. all right. You'll still get this episode <laughs> on the normal happens. day. <laughs> um, you know, we'll post weekly updates. Uh, you know, we're starting to post. Uh episode recaps or initial thoughts on like the last of us right now, and we'll keep doing those kind of things, yes, um, we're also starting a discord at Geek Drink pod. We're gonna start a few chats, and you guys can chime in um on certain things that we've created topics about and want to hear your your opinions on things, yeah, and I'm gonna get my butt kicked in Mario Kart apparently yeah, at some point <laughs> some point, um, so with all that out of the way, Adam, we gotta talk about the elephant in the room, okay, the drink of the
0: week. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week.
1: Drink of the week. All right. So this one is um, from uh, Kona Kona Brewery. Yep. Yeah. So Kona Brewery in uh, Hawaii, um, one of my favorite states, apart from our own. Um, but we're doing the uh, Big Wave Golden Ale. Oh, I love Kona Brewery. They're, they're delightful, you know. They, Them and their coffee. Kona coffee. Oh, I haven't tried their coffee because I'm not a big coffee guy, but... I am not either, but I will drink some Kona coffee. Okay, well, I mean, I just love that the they've always... Uh, like, this was one of the earlier beers that kind of helped me get into beer more. Mm-hmm. But they're very refreshing, very light, and... Something you think about, like, oh, yeah, sipping on a beach somewhere or sipping on a nice patio, like, with sunny weather. So, fun fact, Adam. Yes. Doing some research about our beer this week. Uh-huh. Kona, obviously, it's a Hawaiian beer. Yes. Um, these ones are brewed in Fort you got to be shitting me. No. It, it makes sense because of shipping a case of beer across the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, that makes it's sense. It's the recipe. I mean, it's the recipe. It's the same thing you're going to get when you're in Hawaii. Um, but they brew. It's some in Connecticut. They brew in Fort Collins, Oregon, just for supply issues. Yeah, I'll probably have to put. <laughs> I actually have a bottle cap like uh, map on uh, on one of my walls at home, and uh, I put this one like close to California because I'm like, ah, oh, it's close to now Hawaii. You gotta put it in Fort Collins. Now I got to put it in freaking Fort Collins. That's all right. Great job. <laughs> With that being said, Adam, it's time to take a swig. Yeah, let's cheers. Oh, that's good. Oh, all right. You know, it's like they say, uh, easy drinking, island refreshment. I just think it's, I don't, I don't even need to be on an island to be refreshed. I'm not an island boy. Uh you know, we could always do like uh, Coronas or whatever. I'm I'm okay with that. Oh, I, yeah. Oh, Coronas. <laughs> just beach drinks. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I thought we were talking about, you really don't want to go PBR? Uh-huh. Um, I, I prefer a Montaki uh, cold <laughs> snack over that, but no, the, these are delightful. Oh. They're just delightful, so. All right. I like them. Yes, that's, that's tasty. Um, well, Adam, since we've got our um, our drink out of the way and the good geeks have heard about our drink, let's uh, now that we're lubricated, let's talk about our topic of the week. You look that word, lubricated. I, I, someone's going to be lubricated at some point.
0: What are the geeks going to talk about this week?
1: So, Adam, our topic this week, we're doing another theme month, aren't we? Yes, we're going to do another theme month. I i, I hope you uh, folks like these. Um, I, I seem to think they're a little easier for me to manage just brainwave-wise, but yeah. um, I came up with a pun for it. All right, what's all, the month? All right, start February off right with... Edgar Wright. All right. Edgar Wright movies. (laughs) Yes. Uh, So for those of you who don't know who Edgar Wright is, I'll spit off some of the movies and we may or may not cover some of these movies, but Edgar Wright is a British filmmaker. Yes. Um, He is best known for, originally, a sitcom on BBC called Spaced. Yeah, so he started off doing a lot of uh, sitcoms, music videos, and then... um, Kind of what got him noticed was Spaced, which he did with Simon Pegg. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And Nick Frost. uh, But he's done Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, The World's End. Um, Adventures of Tintin. Yes, he did that. He co-wrote Ant-Man from the MCU, the first one. Yep, but backed out due to... Yeah, so he didn't direct it, he just co-wrote it. Yeah, he backed out due to, I think, conflicts with, like the image like what the studio wanted yeah i think where the mcu was going and kind of their vision versus yeah. what his vision for the playbook for the but, uh yeah screenwriting was uh did baby driver one of my favorites yeah, That's the good one and then uh recently did uh last night in soho yeah um, um and the spark brothers which i have not seen either. yes so uh but he is uh probably uh on my list of one of my favorite filmmakers of all time so oh, yeah um just has consistently put out decent content but we have to start at where, where everyone really knows him from the most Shaun of the dead Shaun of the dead and you know just kind of a recurring thing with edgar wright movies he, ha- he used a lot of the same actors. Um, oh. Yeah. And we'll see some pretty well-known names in this one. Um, obviously, we said you're going to see Simon okay. Pegg.
0: Nick Frost. Nick
1: Frost. Uh, you're going to see the one and the only Bilbo Baggins, Martin Freeman. <laughs> he had, like, the smallest role. No, in. but he's in all three of his... No, Yeah. <laughs> smallest... This one, he was just, like, passing by. But, like, you have Bill Nighy. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, great, like, great talent um in all in all of this (laughs) series and i guess they so the first kind of big three they called it the coronado trilogy yes um which was uh it's shot of the dead hot fuzz and world's end um and uh so you kind of you see the same people in All all of them yep um But, uh, but we're, let's just, uh, take it back to basics. We're going to talk about Shaun of the Dead. Matt, what was your, like, when did you first see this movie? I saw Shaun of the Dead, so I didn't see it in theaters. Nor did Um, I. I think it wasn't quite the box office draw that we expect it to be now in, in hindsight. Um, I mean, it only the thirty million globally box office wide, something like that. Yeah, um, I think it definitely was not so much. A, I mean, it's a cult classic, but I think but it's it also only like was made for like f- something like six million. I think. Six million, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it, <laughs> it it's an amount of money, but <laughs> um, I it just wasn't well known. We yeah, yeah. as Americans, we didn't really know who Nick Frost, Simon Pegg were. Ed yeah. Wright. we didn't watch Space, so we didn't have that that wherewithal. Um, but I did catch it. I think on HBO or something when it finally came to release. And then it was just like, well, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that a lot. And so, you know, 345 viewings now after 20 <laughs> years, Um, you know, I own it. Um, I Um, It's one of those movies like we talked about with The Mummy. It's one of those movies where it's on. I'll watch it. I don't care. Even yeah. if it's halfway through or three quarters, you just stop and watch it because it's, it's that much of a fun zombie movie. And it kind of... Ties into our weekly post right now about The Last of Us, because we're talking about zombies. True. So, like, for me, um, I... So, this movie came out uh, 2004, correct? So, you and I graduated high school... The year after. Yeah, the year after. And so, I definitely, for me, it was a roommate who was just like, oh, bro, you need to check out this movie. And... Being sort of a fan of, like, the George Romero zombie genre mm-hmm. and seeing some things like that, it was, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll check it out. And so I I definitely probably watched it, like, 2005, 2006. Yeah. was probably one. Yeah. And it was always on, like, DVD. Yeah. Um, Either cut it on DVD or cut it on, like, Comedy Central mm-hmm. late like at night. Yeah. And uh, being a fan of the George Romero genre of zombies. I was laughing my ass off <laughs> Oh, it is such so a funny. great fun parody. And I wouldn't even I use the word parody very loosely. Because it's almost not a parody. It's, it's almost not a parody. Like it's a, it's, 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 a, it's like its own thing. It's a zombie movie. It's got a lot of good stuff in it. You know, it's got a lot of gore. Mm. Um that's for sure. It's got a lot of um true. Tropes you see in zombie movies, but you also have a lot of it poking itself at fun at the genre. Yeah, um, it's definitely a lot of the British humor that I enjoy. I'm not a big fan of British humor, like the Office kind of British humor. More of this kind of British humor gets is what I like. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of British humor is very uh, deadpan. Yeah, oh yeah. If if that makes sense, it's very like we're. We're playing things very straight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And, I mean, like, we're going to go into this later because I have tons of things about how there were so many hints of a zombie apocalypse coming. (laughs) um, The one thing I wanted to kind of point out is how kind of the pacing of the movie and kind of let's just say how the movie starts where things kind of start out where you're kind of in a little bit of a daze. You're, yeah. kind of you're well, in that daze with Sean. Like, you're almost hungover. Well, I mean, I, well, let's, before we even jump into that, let's just kind of give people a breakdown of who our characters are. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, just so we talk about it. So Sean of the, Sean is played by Simon Pegg. Yes. You've got Nick Frost playing Ed, his best friend, who lives with them, him's girlfriend. He's unemployed. No, no. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't live with the girlfriend they uh that's right they live together the girlfriend lives elsewhere but it's like um it's sort of so uh sean lives with three people he lives with um nick frost yes and then he lives with another roommate who has kind of the more straight edge job pete pete yes he has more of the straight edge job um but nick frost uh playing ed is unemployed um and uh, is just selling drugs, whereas Pete has more the corporate job. Sean has he works, I think, selling electronics. Yeah, is his thing. Um, they're both almost thirty. Yeah, they're kind of. Um, and so, you know, it's it. You definitely kind of feel like they're in this monotony of life, kind of. Exactly. And so you've got those three guys. Um, You've got Liz, the girlfriend of Sean, who's wanting kind of more, she's ready for him to commit, but she's also ready for him to change his, like, she wants more from, from, yeah, yeah. more from the relationship, if that makes sense, as she wants um, to do more things, to go to the fancier restaurants, to go do, like, she's tired of going every night to the pub. The having a pint yeah and sean and he doesn't pick Ed up on it are any. completely just okay with just doing that because that's just where they're at yep um you've got diane and david her friends yes <laughs> um david's in love with liz david is secretly in love with liz and but diane's kind of out there in love with david yeah and she kind of just picked him up I think they even mention it in, there's a line that she she just was there to get Liz, yeah. And she's like, I was here to pick up the pieces. Um, And then you've got the two, last two big characters, Barbara. (laughs) They're coming to get you, Barbara. Barbara Barbara and Philip. Okay, that's um, a funny joke I want to mention really fast. Is So, um, George Romero, who directed Night of the Living Dead, the famous line, We're coming to get you, Barbara um came from. Uh but apparently when he he was such a fan of um Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah. He loved it. He thought it was great. And there is a line where Nick Frost shouts, We're coming to get you Barbara. Um more as like, oh we're coming to get his We're mom. here to save the day, yeah. But um George Romero did not get the joke. <laughs> so it was kind of funny to me to like to know that like i was just like oh he he didn't even get the joke but but yeah so they it's one of those things like this movie definitely took a lot of yeah care to try and craft jokes to craft everything yeah it, it definitely was um you know it's a good character building movie for being a zombie movie um, but, you know, with Barbara and Philip, who are Sean's mother and stepfather, yes. are great characters. Oh, yeah. Philip like, is the very much like, I'm a stepfather by, not by choice, but because I have to be. But he he ultimately kind of redeems himself. Yes. At the end. Spoilers, yes. sorry. Um, if, but you if you haven't seen you this haven't, movie. This movie came out in 2004. Yeah. You you need to stop. Hit pause. <laughs> watch it. Watch it. it, <laughs> watch Educate it yourself. Twice. Watch and then come back and listen. Yes. Like it's it's a brilliant thing. But Bill Nighy plays his stepfather. Yep. Um and then who played his um mom? It Penelope was uh, Penelope Walton. Walton, yes. Um, who if you watch any British Yeah, she's anything huge she's, in the British TV. She's everywhere. Yeah. So um but no, I, I really they, love They they remind me, and I guess it's only because I've been wa- I finished watching that nineties show. They remind me of Kitty and Red. Mm-hmm. As Adam's trying to drink, it's all right. <laughs> no, I completely agree. He was unlubricated for a moment there, guys. that so, what he loves? The word lubricated. Anyway, um, hashtag lubricated. We need a new hashtag for us. Oh, hashtag God, lubricated. Please don't let that be our hashtag. Sponsored by KY Jelly. <laughs> Sponsored by <laughs> when geeks want to get lubed, they go KY. <laughs> what was that uh, episodes of? Uh, SNL where they always had like it was like the women's sports oh, thing sponsored by CPAC. Yeah. Li- <laughs> See, <bad> yeah. <laughs> I forgot I forgot about those sketch, but yeah. Those those are always my like, <laughs> um my lady loves those because she thinks they're hilarious and I think they're hilarious. Yeah. But um anyway. Um so yeah, you're saying, you know, the, the film starts off and I agree kind of like we're in a you're hungover for the at the viewer. Yeah. You're kinda Things are happening in the background. They, and I guess if you if you're paying attention, you notice like, oh yeah, there's there's this news report about this, or you see this zombie, or you yeah. see something happening, and it's never like it's always kind of in the background of the story, but yeah. it's not the story yet. Yeah, and you know you get a lot of a little bit of that just in terms of juxtaposition. You know, the first opening shot of Sean is. He looks like he's a zombie just because he's got his mouth um, huge, wide open yeah, as he yawns before yawning, he goes to yeah. job. When he's at the job and his pen leaks and it's red ink all over <laughs> his breast pocket, and it looks like he's bloody. Okay, yeah. so that's another part, and um, I love about Edgar Wright is uh, jokes keep coming back around. Yeah, they keep they keep like, referencing them. You have red on you, or yeah, <laughs> it's like. It's on random. It's like everything kind of comes, is very circular. Yes. Um, with all of his films. Like everything kind of comes back around at some point in time. So you want to. Yeah. You want to pay case, attention. Case in point, when they are first at the pub at the very beginning of the movie and they're talking about the gun over the bar. Yeah. And then it turns out that gun is what <laughs> saves their lives for the most part towards the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. They they kept arguing about how it wasn't loaded, but <laughs> loaded. <laughs> or you can't look up. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, things kinda are circular. Like things keep coming back yes. around. And um even like the whole um it's on random, like so yeah. I guess when like there's there's a part where Liz and Sean break up and uh sean and uh our, sean and ed are at the uh the winchester where most of the, where the film yeah take the pub. place the, um, the, pub. the pub the um, lubricating hole they uh <laughs> please don't that <remember. laughs> again sneak that one in oh damn <laughs> that's what she said i don't oh <laughs> but uh, like their song like liz and sean's song comes on and and Sean gets really yeah. upset, and he's just like, "Why is this playing? It's on random." And then later on, there's a thing where they're beating the crap out of a zombie <laughs> to Queen, <laughs> to Queen, and they're like, "Why is this on? It's on All random." Right. <laughs> Which I mean, that was I mean, I'm a Queen fan, and I was a semi little bit Queen fan of that stage of my life, but that really got me into Queen. Oh, I mean, I've I've always been into Queen, but it it just was funny. Um, to bring, like, to have that. Um, the other thing is when you watch that scene where they're beating the zombie to Queen, they're beating it to the beat. <laughs> to the beat. They actually played it on set. Which will yeah. come back in a it But it goes to the beat of the song. Which oh, yeah. is funny. Um, but the one thing I've always loved about Edgar Wright is... Um, First off, he's a he's a filmmaker that loves cinema like he's always loved um, everything about like all types of cinema, whether it be horror movies, action movies, drama movies like he loves that. And you can really get that sense that he's he's a a true student of that. Um, He loves his long takes. (laughs) the whole there's two scenes where Sean is going to the shops and it's all just one long take he loves those and those are hard to do oh yeah because you've got to get in one take if you don't at any point in the take you've got to start over It's it's, but it's not even like it's everybody on the crew the cast everyone on the same page the entire time yes yep. Um, but I also like his kind of energetic uh camera movement? Oh yeah. If that makes sense. A lot it's of like, fast pans. Exactly. Um which reminds me a lot of like Sam Raimi from uh I mean, we can always use Evil Dead as kind of but those, those yeah. are more crazy, but um but he really does like he every every shot has a purpose. And it does. And the way he he, you know, Scene break to scene break to fast fast pan mm-hmm. you know it all fits in very well with the narrative he's telling in the story, yes, um I think, and even when he does he not only, like you said the long takes where it follows him along the street for a long time, he does these long shots, which just so you don't see a long shot as the character runs in from the foreground to the background, you see a lot of left to right right to left panning. You know, you and Adam knows sh- where I'm going with this. You ever taken a shortcut before? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The scene where Sean is jumping fence to fence to fence, and he doesn't F it up. He just, like, he just not flip, parkours over the fence. In Shot of the Dead, I think he screws it up the first one. Yeah. But Hot Fuzz, he yes, over every single one. But we'll get to sh- Hot Fuzz later. Um, you know... Scenes like that where, you know, and it's not, it's not, that's a hard sh- shot to do as a cinematographer because you're used to having your camera focus. Here's the foreground, background, just a hair, fuzzy. Cause we want to focus on the, the yeah, picture of the, the actor, actor. Make, make adjustments yeah. every and single is time. And this just like, we're going to have me all in focus because he's running from in front of the camera to the background of the scene. Yeah. And, and, and to those of you who aren't into, uh. Oh, yeah. that's Siri. Siri's talking. <laughs> Sorry, Pip. But to those of you who aren't yeah. uh, filmmakers yeah. nope. or it's okay, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> to those of you who aren't into cinematography or filmmaking, it you you have to do these things. Yeah. Like autofocus can only do so much. Especially in now with the technology it's a little bit easier to do, but it's you know, 2004, we're still everything's still in film and very few stuff's yeah. in digital. I think he's like one of the few people that like mm-hmm. is still into film but yeah i'd have to look that up i i couldn't speak to that without like <laughs> but uh good information but i i definitely think uh again like edgar wright being a big uh fan of cinema he would try and do everything he can to like to to move like to oh, yeah make sure you get the right shots i agree mm-hmm. um you know and i think like we said earlier, this the fact that he is, as as, as the director, um, as the writer... Um, with Simon Pegg. With Simon Pegg. Um, he's just so willing to poke fun at the, himself, poke fun at the movie itself. Um, and it's huge. You don't, I mean, we've talked about it in some other movies where it, it pokes fun at the genre, and this does, a lot of ways, pokes fun at the genre, um, and a lot of ways it takes itself seriously as it should... Yes. Um, I think where you've got points where it takes itself seriously in a good way is during the um the bar scene. And they're trying to blend in and they finally get into the bar and they and the zombies are like, Okay, whatever, no, no, we're being quiet, we're being chill. Mm-hmm. And then the jukebox starts, so then it's like I wanna listen to some music. Yeah, we're playing the video game. Playing or the or video the games the- and they're <laughs> trying to flip the breakers and now it's strobe light effects to yeah. yeah. Um, as they're beating the other zombie that made it in the bartender Um, it's just that's where it goes off the rails in a good way yeah Um, but then you still have these like heartbreaking moments where and again we're getting into spoilers again this movie came out in 2004 it's not a spoiler at this at 20 years (laughs) but um, Barbara had gotten Mm. bitten yeah and is turning into a zombie and it's a very sad moment very sad moment where Sean has to... Shoot, shoot his mom. His mom And... And, <laughs> and he misses. Yes. <laughs> but, but also, like, is it weird that Ed is, like, also kind of, like, finds his yeah. mom, like, as the, uh, like, mother figure in Oh, the God, yeah. The way they're able to make fun of it, they're able to take the, the genre as a whole... Um, but also have some serious, serious. moments of it. And like we said, you know, the bar scene... Um, I like to bring up the and the best ending to a zombie movie ever. Ever, zombies are now cheap entertainment, <laughs> <laughs> and he's still doing the champion like. <laughs> I forget what was yeah, the name no, of the, the monkey like yeah. he, he kept doing. I don't remember either, but not even so much Ed being the zombie at the end, and Sean still getting played video games in the shed. It's more of like they're flipping through the TV after the apocalypse is over. Yeah. And they're watching zombies like chained running to, game to shows. Wipe out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh they they did a really good job of being like kind of this is how we're going to At times they they take your expectations of what a zombie movie's going to be and they're going to subvert it. Oh, yeah. But then also, they're like, oh, hey, what would we do with all these creatures? It's (laughs) It's not not like... After the fact. It's not like World War Z, where you see them start bombing and and just massacring zombies. You know, that, like, it almost gets boring with those scenarios, because you're kind of like, well, okay, yeah, they're gonna destroy the zombies, they're gonna do this, blah, 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 but... This was kind of funny where they're just sort of like, oh, hey, we're going to find something else we could do. So, let me let me bring this up because, obviously, we don't know how it's going to end with The Last of Us video game series or show. Oh, yeah. What do you do? With well, we do b- kind of know well, where we're we going. But. We don't know where the series as a video game goes because they yes. already said there may be three seasons, but there's only two games. So, yeah. My question is, all well, those mushroom zombies... Do you make him into mushroom pizza? And is that point cannibalism? Okay. Please don't. <laughs> I've been having like anxiety about mushrooms now. <laughs> like I'm like, cordyceps! Ow! I I will be sure to make you some mushrooms at our next game back. <laughs> please, please. Let you inhale the spores. Are, are they are they funny mushrooms? No, no. <laughs> uh no because uh a it's illegal b they do live in colorado i don't think i think they've been criminalized but it's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> but, but b i have to answer to your girlfriend afterwards and, <laughs> and where would i go <laughs> She would, you, more you like, don't want me staying here it's overnight. where like she would murder me probably Yes. so um i don't know uh where where are we at now <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm cutting off the rails a bit that's all right um I think, well, we were talking about the seriousness and, the, and where it takes cues from other zombie movies in the yes. genre and where it does make fun of itself. Yes. And I think, is it, for me, like, I, I've always liked movies that blend comedy and drama. Okay. That That's always been a big thing for me. I've, I love that. It's been, um, ultimately, it, I think it makes the experience more enjoyable because the highs make the lower moments yeah. more impactful. Oh, yeah. Um, which is why I'm, like, a big fan of movies like Serenity and all that, because it's like, oh, they, these are hilarious, but then when something really serious happens, you're like, holy crap. <laughs> but Oh, yeah. Um, um, so I'll bring up another good scene that... I, For realism, I actually understand why it's in the scene, because... It's one of those scenes where, if zombies broke into my house and I've got to fight them off with random shit, are you gonna throw records at them? <laughs> well, not necessarily, but I'm saying it makes sense mm-hmm. that you just grab what you got. Yes. But that scene mm-hmm. is so great because they're looking at the records, going, "Don't throw that one." That's oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was pretty funny. And um, the other thing I wanted to like, I I also wanted to bring up is, um, I mean. Yes, they took a lot of inspira- uh, inspiration from uh, George Romero. Yeah. Um, but obviously, um, when uh, David gets torn apart, they're taking a lot of inspiration from one of George Romero's big collaborators, Tom Savini. Okay. Because um, he did a lot of the um, like effects. Yeah, the practical effects. So... It's kind of like oh yeah, like having him get torn apart is very like the the Joe Pilato scene in oh, Day of the yeah. Dead or or, um, or was it Dawn of the Dead? Or was it Dead? I Can't remember. It's, this is it, it's a series. a serious. I mean, well, I, I know, but it, it was uh, the the one with Joe Pilato where he gets ripped in half by a bunch of zombies is crazy. You pulled up the. The uh, the wrong one. Oh, yeah. They were the this, bad one. This, well, no, it's actually pretty good. It's the Zack Snyder one. Yeah. I actually didn't mind it, but um, but uh, it's the one that they're all yeah. underground. But anyway, um, but the Tom Savini effects, I think they really were trying to honor in terms of yeah. how things were being done. And it was like, oh, this is crazy. There we go. Um, yeah Tom Savini, right there yep. he, he, Tom Zamini great guy oh yeah well, I met him but he could be a prick. out right of then. the dead Friday the 13th maniac yeah 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 he, the, like the uh, Friday the 13th he did the uh, the arrowhead through uh, Kevin Bacon's throat um we like horror films on this show <laughs> <laughs> We like practical effects in the show. You know, like we've talked about this before, practical effects are better than anything, I think. Just... I agree. Um, They they feel more kinetic, they feel... Everything just feels better, so... (laughs) So, with that being said, Adam, let's go ahead and bring us into our hot takes on this movie.
0: Hot takes. What are they going to say this week?
1: Hot takes. What do you got for this movie? So, I think my only really big hot take is I don't think I have a home anywhere with this movie in terms oh, of... no. I think it's... It needs fixing. It's <laughs> perfect. I think, um, uh... <laughs> and we've talked about this before. I am a lore person. Yeah. So I want like a prequel of how this how the zombie apocalypse happened. Yeah, I think And I maybe, would even love a sequel where it's just like Ed, Zombie Ed and Sean going on adventures. Could be fun. Could be fun. So you know, what happens if Sean gets you know here, here my headcanon and my and my potential sequel to Shaun of the Dead is Liz finally does break up with Sean again. But they had a kid. No. No. Sean has cancer. Aww, so in order for sad. him to live and still be best friends with Ed, he gets Ed to bite him. Aw, that's really and sad. And they become zombie friends. I would almost think like almost have like a fun like Last of Us almost <laughs> parody. Oh god! Just like he has a he has like a daughter or a son, <laughs> like a son that's like completely useless at everything in the zombie apocalypse. No, that's almost so like Sean. I think, I think their kid is, like, macho masculine, like, works out, does sports and all this stuff. Something that Sean does not do. Like, complete opposite. Like <laughs> could work, too. Yeah. I'd be okay with that. Um, the other, um, I guess, the one thing I wanted to bring up, and I know it's kind of off topic, but my hot take for this week is Matt... What do you think about game delays? Okay. Video game delays. Yeah. Um, What context are we talking about here? Well, it's so, for instance, like the new um, Jedi Survivor game was delayed like, what? A A month? month? Yeah. Um, And Respawn was like, we just want to polish some things up. Um, yeah, I think in those scenarios where, and I I think 99% of all game delays are for that reason, mm-hmm. they're fixing something or they're making it, tweaking it to make the experience better. I'm okay with it, as long as we don't get delay after delay after delay. And it's like, okay, this is supposed to come out in 2019. And it's four years later, where are we at? Like, yeah, skull and bones. I didn't even know if that is ever gonna come they're out. They're saying anymore. this year now. Oh god! <laughs> the concept for Skull Bones has been around since twenty fourteen. People. Yeah, I think they. It was with the, like I think they were like, oh yeah, we people liked the uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. and, yeah, we, and they're we, like, we're, we're gonna change tweak some mechanics, do a new story that's not Assassin's Creed, anything, lore. we're just gonna use the pirate part mechanics. Yeah. and then it was supposed to come out in the PS4, Xbox One generation, and then it's like, oh, okay, we're going to save it for the next generation, and it just keeps getting delayed, and it was going to be an Xbox exclusive. Now it's going to be supposed to be all platform. It's just like, I just want to be a pirate. <laughs> come on, Ubisoft. <laughs> you um me. You know, I think when developers are taking their products seriously and they want the user... End user experience to be as seamless as possible. And there's gonna be bugs and glitches. No matter how polished you get a game, there's gonna be some one-offs, there's gonna be some weird glitches that it just you don't see in testing. I'm okay with that because I'd rather have a smoother release where I don't buy the game on day one and have a sixty gig patch and it still performs like shit. Or not have a patch day one. <laughs> um Cyberpunk, so we're looking at you. Hey, a- so, I'm a I'm a big fan of the Bethesda games, <laughs> which are notorious oh, yeah. for being buggy. Um, and I love those, but at the same time, it's like, I, I agree with you. I think I would much rather have a, a more polished product. Something that uh, the studio can be a little bit more proud of. Yeah, I think... Not even so much the studio, too, being proud of it, because I mean... Well, or the developers. Day, yeah. The developers, because the studio's just there for the money money part of it. Yeah. I think for the developers, and I think as just the gamer in general, I want a, a polished finished product. I get it. You're not going to have DLCs ready because you want to get the game out, and DLCs need to come later to keep us involved and keep the story of the game or keep the profits rolling really in on a certain game. Yeah. I understand that, and I'm okay with it, because... I did get some DLCs for some games. Yeah. But making sure I don't have a buggy piece of crap where I don't play it. I still own Cyberpunk, and I've never touched it. So, I will say, so, for me, I downloaded Cyberpunk when it came out on Xbox One. Um, and I went through their return process to return the game. And I've never done that before. But then I... have I repurchased it for when I got my Xbox Series X and I was like, okay, let me give this another go. And it plays a lot better. It everything's so much smoother. But I get it. Like I I don't like being frustrated. Oh yeah, while playing a game. And I guess this is something kind of going into I guess it's going to be my Wreck of the Week, but uh, yeah, you know, so we can start with Wreck of the Week.
0: It's time for the Geek Wreck of the Week. What are the geeks going to recommend?
1: Hogwarts Legacy, okay? It's coming out, and uh, it's getting great reviews. Oh, yeah. But they are saying on certain platforms, I won't say which ones, PlayStation, it's not playing as smoothly. And so I'm kind of like, I was originally planning on buying Hogwarts on PlayStation because I was like, oh, I was supposed to get exclusive content, blah, 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 like all this extra stuff. But then when I'm being told by game reviewers that, oh, hey, there's weird pop-ins, there's weird, like, frame rate cutting, like, I'm just sort of like, well, why... (laughs) Why did they spend so much money being like, yes, we're an exclusive platform now, or like we're offering exclusive content on this platform, rather than being like, hey, we're going to make this um, platform be your, like, the hub for it. And like, don't get me wrong, this is all nothing a patch cannot fix. Um... But and if you're if you're patient enough to play it on the the superior console, then you know it's fine waiting for. They'll probably have that day one patch at that point, I think. Like sure, that's fine. But I just am like, for me, it was like they were like, oh yeah, we're we're gonna have all this exclusive content, but then I watch a review and they're like, oh, it plays better on this platform other than the other, yeah. and it's sort of like, and it's the, and it can go both ways. Oh it yeah, can, you see it the other way around. Yeah, it's um, like. I think, and I think that's just the only way developers and these not even so much developers, but the software hardware companies. So you know, Microsoft, Sony. Do you think they get like a bonus if they are like, oh, like Sony or hey, Xbox yeah. or, or whomever is paying them more to be like, hey, you have extra stuff? I think it's not so much a bonus to the to the hardware. I think they pay a bonus to the software developers. Mm-hmm. So. The game creators like, hey, if you know, well, if you market these exclusives to our console, yeah, we'll throw you a kickback. Because I know, like, when the Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty came out, like, there was um, Call of Duty was the big, big thing for them, where yeah, they had exclusive maps and stuff like that. And then when PlayStation Four came out, they had Call of Duty kind of switched. Yep. Yeah. So it just kind of no, you ins- see, like, um, the Avengers. Marvel game yeah where if you That's have a, a p- good example. Play- if you have PlayStation you can get Spider-Man if you don't you can't yeah where I think they're they're willing to do those kind of side deals and make it attractive to people who are more console loyalists than than I am because yeah. I mean like my thing is and it's like I know you and I argue all the time about why you're wrong but <laughs> at the end of the day it's like I just want to play games yeah <laughs> That's all I want to do. Like a comfy controller. So it's like if I have a if there's a game like God of War that's exclusive to PlayStation, I'll play it on PlayStation. If there's a game like Halo, I'll play that on Xbox because it's exclusive. But I just am kind of like there's there's a lot of weird like things where they delay games. They they offer mm-hmm. a bunch of weird like selective stuff and you're kind of like wait what is going on you're kind of like wait. but uh like my big thing like I guess like I said the Hogwarts legacy which um is apparently getting like 9 out of 10 oh yeah GN um, um super excited to play it what did I read today it was an, it was a 9 out of 10 despite some mm-hmm. bugs on both platforms you were saying yeah um but they're like it, it outshines even the, the, yeah. the, the, any of those bugs weird weird uh plot hole instances yeah. but i'm like you know what i'm i'm excited to play it and i'm not getting into we're not going to get into the whole like L B G T Q oh, plus jk you know, rolling crap because i figure if you like a video game you should just be able to like a video game i or, agree uh but i just am kind of like well they offer like i know they even delayed uh hogwarts legacy like a couple months oh yeah uh, Um, but I was just kind of like, yeah, I just wanted to know your kind of thoughts. I'm, I'm all good for delays as long as it benefits the game. All right. Yeah, I agree. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm, but I just find it funny that they delayed the game and apparently the, the console that they have exclusive content on that they spent all this money on is having performance issues. And I'm like. And ultimately, like, I was ready to buy it on PlayStation, but... it still should. I just Get, bought it on Xbox. <laughs> for yourself. I mean, give her the PlayStation version with all the exclusives. Um, I'm, I'm, we we just did it. Oh. <laughs> um, <We're> done. <laughs> Adam, you're not invited this weekend. No, really. Caitlin still is. Okay. That's <laughs> As long as someone's included. <laughs> We're inclusive <to> here. <laughs> but I'm like, that's just my weird thing. Yeah. It's just like, and then... Like I I I have like I said I had no issue with any sort of game delays and like even the Jedi Survivor I just want the game to be good. <laughs> yeah. The Jedi Out like that was or the, um, the other the previous yeah. one was one of my favorite games of all time. It was great. Yeah, and so I'm just sort of like, yeah, you want to delay it like a month. Sure. <laughs> it Jedi survived, Jedi remind me of um The Force Awakens, the first game. Yes. Or was it the for Yeah, with uh, Star Killer and Oh yeah. Yeah. Or Force Unleashed. Force Unleashed, yeah. Yes. Force yeah. Awakens is a movie that was decent. Uh yes, and then we we will get into others <laughs> later. That that'll probably be another Yes. <laughs> month um, of month of <laughs> stuff. So the other thing we're going to bring up guys before um we Wrap up as my obviously my geek wreck of the week. Um, I really am been getting into um, weird to say, as a music re- wreck this week, okay. Um, kinda, well, we're geeks of yeah, we're, we're well rounded. I found geeks. myself going throwing it back to the mid 90s, early 2000s with Santana. Ah, oh, Carlos Santana, yeah. I don't know what just came over me one day. I was like, I haven't heard this album, in forever. And so I had to open up my Apple Music, search for it, and just balls to the wall on my truck for like four days. Please please don't stick your balls to your truck. No, no. I am anti-truck balls. <laughs> truck nuts. The only kind of truck nuts you need are on your scooters. Yes. yes. Hey, a little <laughs> Grinding along the bottom. <laughs> It's grander to a whole new level. <laughs> Dragon <Driving> sparks. <laughs> uh, I I think I think if they're too big, the scooter doesn't go. Yeah, I think it just stops. <laughs> oh god, throw, got throw the not nuts stopping. down. Throw yeah. the nuts down to stop it. My brakes failed. Stop it. I can't go any further. <laughs> oh um, I can't any further, man. Oh well, I think that wraps up the first episode of this month's <laughs> theme of Edgar Wright movies. Yes. Um, much like Edgar Wright movies, we kind of went off the rail and went off on a little tangent there. Yes, um, we will. Uh, uh, next week uh, we're doing Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz next week, um, and then I think uh, we're doing Scott Pilgrim and, and Baby Driver. Baby Driver, my favorite. Yes. Um, so um, if you if you guys have any, um, like your favorite, even though it's got Kevin Spacey. Blown away by the balls on that kid. <laughs> That, that's the meme that drives me insane. Um, anyway, but no, I if you guys uh, have favorite moments from Edgar Wright, please let us know. Like, please write in. <laughs> uh-huh, <Ed.
0: laughs>
1: um, you know, All right, folks. Well, that wraps up our discussion, and before we leave your ear holes today, <laughs> Adam, let's also bring up what we're going to do in March. So we're going to do a... We're gonna do two things. We're gonna do a uh, like a March Madness kind of theme. Yes. Um, where we're and it's also gonna be an Oscar theme. Yes. So we're gonna bring up each of us brings to the table two movies, two TV shows, two video games from the past year that are are nominees. Yes. Like um, not necessarily for Oscar, like for awards for the geek <laughs> Oscars. Yes. And uh, we'll we'll go. F- from there. Yeah. No, and I, I think the way we're gonna we're gonna have it is we're gonna have some actors and actresses from these shows and stuff that we like. And I think that we're gonna have them on the show. I can't afford that. Um I can't even afford an extra. <laughs> we 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 got the dogs as our extra today. We've got the Denver mattress kid here. <laughs> Shut up! You shoot your mustache. Okay, to those of you who don't know, I did a Denver mattress commercial a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you. Oh. Screw you. Anyway, so what I think we're gonna do is we'll bring in our nominees for Best Picture, Best Video yeah. Game. And instead of us deciding, we're gonna have a poll. We week want that. Yeah. We're gonna have fifty percent you guys pull from poll. Yeah. And the other fifty percent will be I almost want to say the girls pick from a hat. You know, it's gonna be like the worst. I don't know. We'll figure that part out later. But (laughs) like, I'm picking the Bachelorette. No, no, pick from the hat. What we put in the hat? (laughs) They're gonna put things in the hat. No, only only Caitlyn will put the Married in 60 Days. What did she watch? I don't know what she. 90 Day Fiance. No, it's the one with the Nick Lachey and. I don't know. She's trying to get all of us to watch it. She's only watching it. We're not. We're not. I don't even know. I try to just earmuffs whenever I'm at home. I'm like, la, 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 la. (laughs) I'm not not watching silly show. But there is one, I think, uh, where they uh, are going to France to find love. Okay. So I'm like, oh, that's silly. I'm looking this up because I now need to know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just my OCD is kicked in. It does happen. Love it is people. blind. Love is blind. Yeah, that's the one. All right, folks. Well, that does it for this week. Yes. Don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, and review us on all our major podcast platforms, and also on social media at Geek Drink Pod. Um, let us know what you think of this week's episode. Let us know what your thoughts on are on on Shaun of the Dead, Edgar Wright, Simon Pegg, all these guys and uh hopefully you look forward to listening to our our hot fuzz hot takes hot fuzz hot takes on hot fuzz or i'm i'm in a loop now shit <laughs> fuzz takes hot fuzz takes um take fuzz yeah. as 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 i have dogs all around me these these are some hot fuzz <laughs> these are hot fuzz but yeah we'll uh we'll be doing hot fuzz scott pilgrim versus the world baby driver baby driver and then We'll, um, we'll go into March from there. We'll go from there. We'll march into March. Yes. All right. Well, make sure you tell a friend to listen to us, especially if your friend likes zombie movies. Yes. Or movies with... Uh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, because he's awesome. If they are files right-of-files. <laughs> <That>, I... I <laughs> You know, I doubt that's the first time they've been called that. I I doubt it, too, and I'm almost pretty sure I would Google that and find it, but I don't want that in my search history. Yeah, probably not. So. All, right. All right. Well, thanks again, Geeks. We hope you have a great Geek Week. All right. Take it easy.
0: Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye.